Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi, um, so today we are talking about gin. So first of all, um, who am I here talking to and what's your role with the company? Well, talk to a client, the Seamus School. You're speaking to Seamus School, and I'm the manager and I suppose the chief promoter of the gin project here on Ilan Clara on Cape Island. Okay, great. Um, so, am I right in thinking this is the first gin made on an island in Ireland? It is indeed. It's the first time, uh, to our knowledge, that gin has been made on an island, and I have to tell you, it's a very good gin indeed. Okay, so it's physically unique. Um, what's what's different about the uh, content of the gin? Well. We wanted a gin that was going to reflect the island and it was extremely important to us to have uh, botanicals in the gin that would be uh, obviously from the island but more than that, that would really affect the, the gin and that the taste would come through in the final product. And we actually put a team together of local people, some of whom are very good plants people and exceptional knowledge of what we have growing on the island and they took this very seriously. It took them, I think, six months of uh, dedicated uh, trial and effort, and eventually they found that the answer to our problem or to our issue was right here on the shore, uh, right in front of the distillery, because they found a wonderful seaweed called, it's a kelp called Laminaria digitata, and that just brings a wonderful uh, taste and sensation into the gin. So that's the main ingredient, but obviously we're also using other botanicals, and they include honeysuckle and fuchsia, which are obviously uh, quite profuse on the island in the summer, and anyone coming to Cape Clear would certainly uh, have noticed both of those, and we're using them as well. And what flavour does the seaweed give? Well, it's a kind of a very fresh flavour. Now, we call this a classic gin. And what we mean by that is that obviously the, the, the classic ingredient in the gin is the, um, uh, the juniper and the, you know, the, the, um, the, the, some of the citrus uh, that you have to put in. So we, we thought it was important to maintain the classic fav- flavour of the gin, but that the um, botanical or the, the, the Laminaria digitata, which has a very sweet taste, which is uh, kind of brings to mind the sea itself, but that that would be an understudy to the gin, yeah. so or to the juniper. So you get the taste of the laminaria coming in under the taste of the juniper, and that's why it's a classic gin, because you still get the, the juniper as the predominant um, sensation or taste in, in it. So um, it works extremely well. It's a very, very pleasant drink. It's an easy uh, gin to drink. A lot of people won't put any more citrus in it because they feel it's it's got that already and they just like to take it with something like cucumber and a very good quality plain tonic and a nice bit of ice. Uh-huh. So look, I mean, um, Ireland's in a, a gin renaissance, or, or I don't know if we even had this much gin before, but so I, gin is booming. Um, originally, most people make gin as a prelude to making whiskey. Is that still the plan? Are you looking to do whiskey later, or is this now gin, or ha- what, what are you gonna do? Well, you're actually correct in that the plan was that the gin would be a prelude to the whiskey, and uh, that's still the plan. But I think we found out that our gin is so good and has so much potential that 
um, we're not in as much hurry, let me say, mm -hmm. to produce the whisky as we were before because we see this is something that's quite exceptional and I think we've got a long way to go with the gin. But yes, indeed, we are looking for further investment in this project and when it comes, uh, we would certainly very much like to move ahead with the whisky. And of course, uh, it, it will be a very interesting project and Cape Clear, I think, will be able to produce a very unique whisky because of our microclimate. Because here we are, we're the most southwesterly point in Ireland. In fact, that makes us the most southwesterly point in the globe where it is legally possible to produce Irish whisky. Okay. And uh, where we are, uh, we have a microclimate, we have the effect of the, um, the, the North Atlantic current, and we also, we're very aware of that with the plants that we have here, some of whom you won't find elsewhere in Ireland. So with this particular moist and damp climate which we have, we can expect the maturation process to be quite different and a little bit faster than in other places. And that will, of course, uh, bring to fruition a different type of whiskey, slightly different. It will certainly reflect uh, the island and where it's been matured. So it's going to be a very interesting whiskey when it does come. And how does microclimate and geographical location affect the flavour? Well, it's everything, to okay. be honest, because once, when whiskey is, is first of all produced, it's, a, it's like a neutral spirit. It's a, it's a plain white spirit and um, it obviously brings something from whatever barley or grain or whatever has been used uh, for the fermentation process. But, you know, most of the taste, most of the colour, most of the fine-tuning, I suppose, for want of a better word, on a whisky takes place during the maturation process. Obviously there's an awful lot to do with the cask in which it's stored and what that cask was used for before and how many times it's been used. And then the other uh, thing which impacts it uh, greatly is the climate in which the maturation takes place. And uh, so that has a huge influence on the actual whisky. And we do know from Scotland that some of the distilleries in Scotland have cast stores which are, let's say, very close to the seashore and others which are further away from the seashore and they tell us that they find a very discernible difference between the whisky that has been matured in those uh, different places. So yes, um, it has a huge amount to do with the, with the, with the eventual product. Interesting. Um, so you uh, managed to win an award during lockdown, so, so I guess how, how has the lockdown period been for you guys? How have you adapted and then how did you still manage to win an award even though we're in lockdown? Well, we actually won three awards during oh, very lockdown, good. so uh, I, I'm delighted to correct you on that one. And actually they were quite uh, substantial awards. We won the San, uh, gold, silver in the San Francisco International Spirits uh, Awards and we also got a silver in the London um, Spirits Awards uh, recently and uh, we received a gold award in the bar London, I think the bartenders um, uh, competition. So obviously that's a very good one for us because bartenders uh, mm. certainly know their, their, their gins and uh, that's a particular accolade that we're very pleased about. So um, these uh, awards are continued during the lockdown because uh, they, they were able, they, they didn't have to, like other events, they didn't have to open to the public so the judging could take place in a, in a proper environment and um, so they, they weren't that much impacted by the virus but it has really, it did really affect us because we were on a particular path in terms of a marketing plan uh, which we were kind of going full blast ahead 
back in January and February and our marketing plan was completely derailed by yeah. uh, the events of coronavirus. And that actually um, forced us to look more closely at the Irish market and basically take our time and um, be more uh, start uh, talking to more people here back in Ireland. And I think maybe it was a good thing that that happened because we've actually discovered, uh, we've learned an awful lot and we've discovered that there is a, a great market here in Ireland and locally we've got fantastic support and our gin is, is really, wherever it's going, it's been very well received and fortunately uh, our customers are coming back again and again, which is uh, the, best, the best sign of all. That's good. That's, that, I guess you had to adapt, but it's, it, it shows that it can be done. Um, so, you know, here we are deep into 2020. So, so, so what, is, what are your plans? What does it look like now, now that you've revised things and for winter and 2021? Like, what, where do you go? There are so many places to go, and the challenge for us at the moment in terms of how we manage this is to, uh, I suppose, what we need to do is we need to decide on what we're going to pursue. There are so many opportunities out there, but we can't pursue them all. In fact, we can only pursue a fraction of them. Yeah. So what we've decided, we've decided to focus on a number of things. Um, one of the things that worked very well for us uh, is the, uh, are the engraved bottles of gin that we've been doing. Uh, this is a way that you can personalize a bottle for an individual or for an event and we've been doing that since May okay. of this year. We started in Bushes in Baltimore and it's been extreme, it's been very successful for us and we know that there's a good opportunity to roll that out uh, and that's what we're seeing how we can do that mm. uh, to get more people aware of that particular product. The other thing we've been doing is uh, we're obviously looking at uh, doing a pink gin and uh, our, the same team that did the original gin are very enthusiastic about that and they've already been doing some testing and um, trying different uh, flavours and colours so that's underway and the other thing that we feel uh, we've learned I think is that you have to distinguish yourself today in the gin market yeah uh, you have there's to a lot out there isn't there's it? a lot out there and you have to be different and you also have to work with others so what the project we're working on at the moment is that we're working with three other distilleries, three other craft distilleries on the Wild Atlantic Way, uh, Schlieb League in uh, Donegal, uh, Mikkel in Galway and Schellig in Kerry. And our uh, objective is, is to have a four pack, uh, like a, a pack of yeah. four different gins uh, in the shops for Christmas. Very and good. these will be the gins of the Wild Atlantic Way, uh -huh. authentic gins of the Wild Atlantic Way. So that's what we're working on, and we feel it's very important uh, for small gin distillers to work together, particularly when we have such fabulous, authentic products that people will want to try. And it'll be a great opportunity for people who are discerning gin drinkers to kind of try out uh, four of Ireland's new uh, high-quality gins. Cool. So. How can people find out more about the gin and how can they buy it if they're not in those particular off-licenses? Well, uh, they're actually, they're, it's being rolled out uh, throughout the country. Uh, we're, expecting, we're, we're expecting to have it rolled out now in Dublin. In, it, it, we are in Dublin, but we're expecting to, you know, to have the gin in quite a few of the super values mm -hmm. uh, in the weeks and months to come. So uh, we're rolling it out throughout the country and we like people who, who maybe don't know where it is uh, or they don't know where it is closest to them to contact us and we'll certainly let them know 
and very often if people are interested in it we just find a local um, off license that's happy to supply so it's it's actually becoming more generally available that information is on our website okay. www.capeleardistillery.com and but actually you know there's probably other places that have it that aren't yet on the website great thank you very much thank you that's more than 15 minutes is it we hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.